the resume is an upbeat discussion that puts your journey into overdrive. In each episode, we talk with a local community leader, business owner, or rising professional as we go beyond their resume and into who they are as people. We will discuss career tips, ways to sharpen your skills, the importance of community, and so much more. I'm Andrew Glonner, and I'm a rising professional's marketing committee member and board member. And then... I'm Alex Richards, a rising professional membership community committee member, and I'm so excited to introduce our guest, Jessica Striegel. Hello. Hi, Jessica. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are. So I am Jessica. I, <laughs> I um, am a residential mortgage originator at First National Bank and Trust Company. Um, I've been working with First National for four years now. I actually just had my anniversary. Um, I've been doing mortgage lending for about a year and a half, a little over. So it's been um, a great experience. Um, I joined Rising Professionals of Beloit right around the time that I took the position of a residential mortgage originator. I wanted to network, kind of meet some more people in the community and get myself out there. Absolutely. And what do you do for your job? So I help people with financing of mortgages and homes. Okay. So if you would like to purchase a home and you need a loan, then you would come to me. Okay. So I would help customers with the application process, um, finding the best product that fits for them. I also help first-time home buyers with assistance and um, getting down payment assistance for them to cover closing costs and things like that. Um, I assist them through the entire process. I get the correct income documents from them. I'm kind of like the middleman in between the <laughs> the underwriters and them, okay. um, title company. I kind of take the stress off of their plate and take it on for them and, and do everything so that we can get to the closing table and everything goes smoothly. Excellent. That's so awesome. You're a lot like a concierge, like mortgage, lend, mortgage yeah. originator almost. If yeah. you think about it, like help them, you hold their hand, you walk them through the whole process. If they have any questions, they can always come to you. Now, do these customers have to be First National customers, or can they just be? Nope, they can be anybody. Um, A lot of credit unions might ask you to be a member of them, Um, but banks do not. So it can be you can bank at First National, and we can help you with a mortgage, or you can bank somewhere else, and we can still help you with a mortgage, either or. Of course, we would love to have your business at First National, <laughs> but, you know, maybe we can talk about that down the road after we've established a loan. Sure, after so, it becomes besties. Yes. 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 <laughs> after they build that trust yes. with you. Yeah. So I guess, like, going into that, what made you go into mortgage lending? What so kind of encouraged you? I feel like we path. should go back in time here. Yes, tell us your journey. Revert. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to college after high school, okay. and I probably completed about two years, and I just did not know what I wanted to do at all. How do you just pick a career? Because mm-hmm. it was really hard. So I um, decided to leave school and kind of find a passion my own way. Oh. Um, I started at the bank four years ago as a teller, and um, I just grew a real passion for financing and like the behind the scenes of the bank, the operations of it, and the day-to-day stuff, the customers, I mean, everything about it. So that kind of, um, I just really wanted to grow within. So I took a position available in loans, probably like eight months after I started as a teller, and it was booking. So I started with booking loans, and with that I you know, booked the loan to the system, pay invoices, record mortgages, all that good jazz. 
Um, they kind of took away the booking position and kind of split the responsibilities between other positions. So I moved to quality control, which then I audited loans and um, wow. <laughs> made sure that they were in compliance uh, with the bank after closing. All signatures were there, notaries, everything was good. Um, it became really repetitive, so I did let management know I wanted to do something more challenging. Okay. So, um, and I, I did that for a few years, those two positions. And then um, upper management offered me this mortgage originator position. It actually sat available for quite some time. Okay. And I <laughs> I let my coworker know she'd be great at it. Okay. And she was like, no, no, no. <laughs> and it wasn't really something that really piqued my interest. I thought, honestly, I didn't qualify for it. Oh, so okay. when um, upper management offered me it, I was like, really, me? And they were like, right. yes, like you are such a people person. You'd be great at this. So um, I kind of went from there and they kind of inspired me to do so and that's kind of how I found my passion in financing. I actually went back to school to get my bachelor's, so it all kind of worked out in the end. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I found a passion and kind of went from there. Wow. So I guess, at least based off of what you just said and everything and how you described it to us and how upper management came to you about, like, you knew for a fact that you didn't have the background to take this position, mm -hmm. what qualities besides you being a people person do you think that upper management actually seen in you, like in your opinion? Because a lot of times it's not based off of your resume, obviously, beyond mm -hmm. your resume. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's based off of who you are and what you bring to the table and which people see in you. So what do you think that they honestly seen besides you being a people person? Yes. You can be a people person, but it's how you work. Yes. Yeah. So I, um, in those few positions, I definitely had shown a lot of initiative. I'd mm. taken on a lot of projects. Um, I worked on a lot of things, um, additional projects that were outside of my role. So, and I was also a team player. I mean, I kind of went above and beyond in those positions and wanting something more challenging um, I was great when I was a teller with the customers. I, I loved establishing a relationship with them. So kind of growing in from there. And then there's also this one thing that um, I, I live by, too. It's to dress for the job that you want, not the okay. job that you have. Ah, all right. And I have always dressed very professionally. Not saying sure. that that's, oh, I got the yeah. job or anything <laughs> like that. But um, it goes without saying is that, I mean, if you put in the work and the um, if you show that you want more, mm -hmm. I think that it, it doesn't go unnoticed. Sure. So that uh, level of professionalism. Yes. Yeah. I always presented myself professionally um, to, I mean, people in the community, coworkers, upper management, all of that. I let them know well in advance that I mean, even when I was a teller, that I, I wanted to know more. Sure. I loved learning more about the bank operations. I mean. Kind of like a sponge. I just love to learn more. I feel like the yeah. more you know, the bigger asset you are. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and that's that always leads to like growing with the company. That's you know yeah. the company is willing to invest in you if you're willing to invest in mm -hmm. them or learning other skills than just your main one. Yeah, and me not thinking I was qualified just because you know the qualifications asked for a bachelor's degree. Well, I didn't have that, so I kind of sold myself short. And yeah, did that intimidate you? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But um, I grew to realize that you don't. You don't always need a degree for a job. Okay. If you truly have a passion for it and you work hard for it and you, you really want it, it'll be known. Okay. And they will see so, that. Definitely. Yes. 
upper management will always see how hard you actually work for the most part. Yeah, I think, I know there's a saying of, you know, hard work never goes unnoticed, but I think it's more in the long run. Some people always think hard work never goes unnoticed, you know, short run, you know, they're not seeing anything right now. Sure. Yeah appreciation right now but in the mm -hmm. long term it, it doesn't go unnoticed yeah you, you will absolutely. see the appreciation later yeah and you're you're building those skills for your resume you mm -hmm. know even if you aren't there forever you can always take that uh, experience and go somewhere else oh, with absolutely. it transfers everywhere I mean, mm -hmm. absolutely cool well that's that's awesome that you you found a place that you can actually grow and feel like you can keep, like work up your way up through the company and things yes. like that mm -hmm. absolutely that's i love awesome. it there yeah in your experience, what skills do you believe are essential for success in a professional setting, regardless of the field? Um, one skill that I truly believe is confidence. Okay. So confidence yeah. in yourself, for yes. sure. Um, like I'd mentioned, I kind of lacked that confidence, thinking that I wasn't qualified enough for a job. Mm -hmm. But um, taking on that job has really built on my confidence. Um, and I think everyone every day is building on their confidence, no matter how confident you are. Absolutely. So um, networking was new for me when I had started the position, but I knew I had to network. Yeah. So I think that's new for a lot of rising professionals. Yeah. Absolutely, because we do it. We don't do it at college, at least in a professional setting. Yes. <laughs> and going into a room, I mean, showing up at a rising professionals boy, yeah, you know, event brand new. You don't know anybody. It's intimidating. Mm -hmm. To go in there and be like, hi, I'm Jessica. Hi, strangers. <laughs> hi, Jessica. Yeah. I'm cool. You're cool. Let's hang out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, hi, Jessica and I were our, our first seat yeah. together. We were like, yeah, we don't know, buddy. Yeah. So we're just it, wing this and it's, and it's easy if you it. have, like, somebody you know. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. It, it does bring a little ease to it. But when you're going to the, uh, an event that you don't know anybody, it, it is intimidating. So you just have to have confidence in yourself. And you need to walk in that room with confidence that you know what you're doing and that you are here for a reason. Yeah. So absolutely, confidence yeah, is definitely something I truly believe is a good skill set, and fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> if you have confidence in yourself, fake it till you make sure. it. I mean, nobody will, you know, right. they won't know the difference if, if you don't know what you're doing. Or you what could you're say about. I don't know, and and I don't know is an okay it thing is, to say. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean. Being new and I've only done mortgage lending for a year and a half, I don't know everything. I don't. Sure, but you and might I, know somebody who does. Yes, and I will always find out the information. I will never lie or, you know, deceit you. Yeah. No, I will. If I don't know it, I will be honest and say, let me check. <laughs> right? Absolutely. You know what? I will get back to you with that answer because I do not know. And it's okay. Yeah. Nobody knows everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's people who know a lot about things, but not everything. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you said, you know, um, what you bring to the table. What, what do you think you bring to the table, Jessica? Or what, what experience can you share? Um, communication skills, too, okay. is a huge skill that I think is great and I also bring to the table. Um, verbal and written, obviously, that's okay. what someone would put on their resume. Cool. But, I mean, it goes much more beyond that. It's just... Communicating with um, customers, people in the community, um, even your coworkers, and I think communicating with just such respect yes. is that you don't know um, down the line who you might work with. Yeah, you never know, and that's why you need to always have respect for people in your field and without, and not in your field. I mean, mm -hmm. having respect for everybody and what they do, I think, is very important because someone who you think is you know, not as important, may be very important down the road to you. So yeah. in your networking, so right. you just, you never know. And you need to 
just always communicate with everyone with respect, no matter who they are. Absolutely. You never know what background or status they have. Mm -hmm. Everybody puts on their pants the same way you do. Yes, <laughs> I love that. That's what I always taught. Hey, this dude, he, he does the same thing every day. Yes. <laughs> and he shows up. So if you he could, you could talk to him, you have something common, you're fine. Yes. <laughs> Communication skills is, is a big one. I, yeah. I value that. Absolutely. Well, oh, that's awesome. Go ahead. No. I was about to say, I do know, so obviously I do know Jessica personally. We both work at First National. But I know she works two jobs, along with she studies, and she does volunteering. How do you manage your time so effectively along with giving yourself personal time? And how to just how do you accommodate everything? How do you do that time management? Um, with my time management, let's see, I have a planner, and it is color-coded. Oh, Koi. Okay. <laughs> yep. It is color-coded to the extreme, <laughs> um, and I live by that. A lot of people, you know, put their oh, events yes, because I remember we, at the last networking event, you're like, oh, hey, let's check our can this yeah. color-coded calendar. I whip calendar. out my plan. I'm like, planner, <laughs> that's the day. <laughs> Yes, I live by a planner. I mean, I, I have to put everything in there. And sometimes you just can't make it to everything. So sure. um, I take time for personal things, and I, I do a lot of networking. I do, like Alex said, I work two jobs. I have a part-time job as well, aside from First National. Okay. Um, also doing schoolwork. I mean, I really have to manage my time efficiently throughout the week and on the weekends. Um, obviously, who doesn't like to play on the weekends? Yeah. Everybody. So. <laughs> Work hard, play hard. Yeah. So <laughs> it's during culture. the week is when I buckle down <laughs> right. and, and get everything complete and out of the way so that on the weekend I can enjoy myself with mm -hmm. my family and my friends. And, Good. And kind of get out there and have some free time because weekends are for weekends, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we tell kidding. ourselves that. We tell ourselves. It doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> No, we'd like to believe it. We're yeah. still in our 20s. Was it, yeah. is, it, is time management hard for you? Or was it hard to get that balance? It was hard, and that's why I had to go to a planner. Because okay. I found myself um, drenched in sticky notes of... Hey, that's me! <laughs> <laughs> putting notes everywhere of everything I needed to do. And that's then sometimes <laughs> I would like not show up to something, and mm. I hate doing that. Sure. So <clears throat> Alex is giving me a look like I did that to her one time or so. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is hard to accommodate everybody's time. Sometimes right. it feels like my plate's very full, and yes. um, trying to make it to everything, it just it doesn't always work. So no. I do have to let friends down, family down, coworkers down sometimes, and it's, you know, it, it is what it is. As long as you're doing your best and you're giving 100% every day, I mean, sure. that's all you can do. Yeah. So, um, also, every day. I have a to-do list. It's literally okay. called Jessica's to-do to list. list. So Ooh. when you write this, when you write it every morning. I write it every morning. I can okay. do that. So before I, yeah. you get to work, or like once you get to work, you once I get to work. And if the list is long, say some things may have not gotten done in that day, um, I always you know write it that night before I leave. Then I'll okay. move it to the next day. Sure. So that helps me a lot with work. So yeah. getting a to-do list done on there and just. It makes sure everything gets done in that day, and I cross it off. It feels so good to yes. cross it off a to-do list. 
Um, but yes, that has helped me a lot with work. And then my planner is like how I plan everything else outside of work. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The cal- the work calendar, man, that's, that's so important now. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I should put it in the calendar. Future Andrew will appreciate yes. this. Yes, <laughs> I have two going on. I have a physical and I have... Oh, <laughs> I haven't got the physical Work yet. Work. I put it up there I and I go, oh. <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm like this guy. I have like the little book, one that I can carry everywhere. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, because I, I mean, like I said, that event and we're trying to schedule something. Yeah. I had to pull it out. Exactly. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might not get in there. days, I have to write down ways I'm going to show up to work. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. Wow, yeah. man. Okay, cool. <laughs> well... Uh, I guess, how, like, how is your involvement in volunteer work, and how has it shaped your perspective on the community that you serve in? Yeah, tell us what you do for, like, volunteerism. So um, I help a lot with uh, Meals on Wheels, so okay. I deliver with them. Um, I also help with uh, my family. They present a Striegel Light Show. Yes, I seen that, <laughs> and I was like, what is that? Yeah. It is a large Christmas light display, okay. um, which is actually happening right now, okay. and uh, we run it through the month of December. It is a large show that you can pull up to outside of the house and tune to the station that we provide. Oh, you have your own station? Yeah, like a, like a wow. little radio station. What? And you can listen to the music in your car, and okay. the lights go to the music. Wow. So it's very... Um, fun. My family's been doing it for about 13 years wow. now. Wow. What got them into and it? We, I'm sorry. What got you guys into it? Like, what got you Like, started? that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> My brother ordered a box off Amazon so many years ago. It took six <laughs> plugins and it played music out loud. That's how it oh. all started. Okay. So, all you could do is plug in six extension cords or six yes. lights and and play music out loud, and people had to pull up and, and roll down their window to hear the music. Oh, so it was blaring. Just yeah. Yep, that's how it originally started. <laughs> and now it's like two giant boxes that take like 12 extension cords. <laughs> oh, so we had more extension cords. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's, it's very large, and it's all like programmed, and um, we take donations for the Southern... Um, Humane Society. Oh, that's nice. Yep, Southern Wisconsin Humane Society. Wow. And we've been donating to them since we started. Wow. So we've donated over about a little over thirty thousand, I believe. Wow. So that's awesome. That's yeah, beautiful. we're big on the animals. Oh, the furry friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so helping with that, um, I don't do as much of the setting up of the light display. <laughs> sure. What I do do is I watch the kids while everybody else. Oh does. wow! Okay. I do the babysitting. Oh, that's that takes a lot of effort too, <laughs> and I'm does. sure a lot of people that appreciate that. That job is just as important. Yes. But I get to stay in the warmth of the home. Oh, you know. Oh, so, so you watch the kids in the house? Yes. In wow. The house, yeah. Okay. So. I do a very important job Absolutely. in that, that role. I was going to say, not a lot of people would do that for all the community. Yes, I watch the kids. Okay. Well, hey, helping kids out is great. Awesome. <laughs> um, but volunteering and yeah. all the things that I do, and um, I think it's really important. I've learned a lot doing it. Um, I actually look forward to delivering at with Meals on Wheels. It's so okay. nice to see those people's faces just delivering a meal. Yeah. So um, it kind of humbles you a little bit, and I mm-hmm. really like that. Um, you know, doing something for somebody else that they can't always do for themselves is what I really like to do. So yeah, absolutely. It's nice. 
Um, that was kind of, uh, yeah, one of the, that was one of our other questions that we had. So I'm glad you answered that. Yeah. Um, how would you get or uh, encourage um, rising professionals to volunteer? Oh, let's see. How would I encourage them? Um, I would say find something that you are kind of passionate about or like to do, something that kind of brings you a little bit of joy as well. Yeah. Um, Meals on Wheels, it, it wasn't, it doesn't take like too much effort. Honestly, mm -hmm. it really doesn't. Um, but it's very um, rewarding. Yeah. It is absolutely. to just do something. I mean, we only deliver like every other month or so, but it, it's, it was something that I kind of just got involved in and then I just, I really liked it and I've switched partners. I mean, I've gotten other people involved okay. and other people have left and I'm like, hey, giant, or join Meals on Wheels. It's so fun. Okay. So, so it's like a team building thing too. Yes, yes, it is. Maybe getting to work with somebody you don't normally sit mm -hmm. by every day. I've yeah. gotten to, uh, yeah, team up with other coworkers who I don't get to talk to all the time and yeah. I've even subbed in for others and okay. um, it's, it's pretty fun. So finding something that um, is joyful to you, kind of speaks to you and kind of brings you happiness um I, th I think would be a great volunteer opportunity for you yeah it isn't it's kind of hard sometimes to find volunteer work but then it also is easy i, I don't know it's it's like it has to be something that I, it would speak to me and I, I would really like to do so absolutely there's so much volunteer work you could do but yeah, yeah finding what you're passionate about which makes you want to follow up with them and stick with it mm -hmm. and learn what you know all their training and stuff that yep. helps you keep going yes yeah. I mean that's the that's the best volunteer they can ask for is someone right. who is passionate about what they're what they're representing. So yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess um, also too, I do have a going back to our professions. <laughs> um, yeah. If you had any advice for any upcoming rising professionals, what who are looking at a career that is challenging them, or that or, challenges them, yeah. or anything like that, what would you I would say don't sell yourself short. Okay. Is to um, just like I had mentioned with my um, my past is if you go for that job. I mean, if you don't meet all the qualifications, that probably means you're qualified. If you met all of the qualifications on a job description, you're probably overqualified. Oh, okay. So that's a way of looking at it. Yes, yeah. always put your name in the hat. I mean, always show that you are interested in something more. So, sure. Um, when wanting a job or, or changing careers or anything, go for it. You, you never know. Yeah. Or put yourself out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. I've known friends that, you know, they've, uh, they've tried applying for something, and then sometimes the, um, the employer makes a job around them. Like, oh, hey, here's all here's all the things I have on my your resume. Hey, we'll make something that tailors to what you mm -hmm. have in your skill set because we are looking for that. Yeah. You may not apply for all these qualifications, but we can make something that's close to it. Yep. Absolutely. So you're just going for it. And I have, um, I mean, within that, um, like my, my experience in the history at the bank, I have applied for other positions and okay. been turned down too. And I really took those as learning lessons. Yes. You know, every interview that you do is is an opportunity to learn. Right. I mean, really it is. It gains more experience each time. Um, and if you didn't get the job, then I believe the job wasn't meant for you. Then right. another one will come. Yeah. Truly. I mean, it, it kind of, you just have to be willing to see doors of opportunity. Doors of opportunity. So don't I haven't heard close that off. <laughs> Don't close off and, and, you know, be, you know, depressed or, or sad yeah. that you didn't get something. 
you know, it just, it wasn't the right opportunity for you and a better one will come. Oh, well, that's encouraging. I like the I like way that. you think. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I like the way you think there, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Positivity. <Cool. laughs> yeah. It can really get you far. I used to have um, all these sticky notes around my computer. <laughs> yes. Positive sayings. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, fake it till you make it was one. <laughs> I think that's all of ours. That's one thing I've yes. always lived by is fake it till you make it because... The more you fake it, the more you will believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no risk, no story. Oh, okay. So I really like no. those ones. So. Oh, interesting. No risk, no story. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, take a risk or you won't be able to finish that story, honestly. Okay. Should we just record a whole podcast of saying that Jessica has? <laughs> <laughs> she just has it written in the back of her hand or on her has phone. <laughs> Let me just pull away sleep to all my Sharpie saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I I do love um positive sayings and uh just positive vibes. Say. Yes. So, something that uplifts you and keeps mm-hmm. you going. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes. Never have too much. All right. Absolutely. That's what I that's what okay. I drive by. Yeah. Um do you what uh career goals do you have for yourself? Career goals. Or like or your five year. Or your casual five year. Casual. (laughs) 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 Um career goals for myself. uh, Um okay, obviously it hasn't been the best economy. Yeah. So starting in mortgage lending, um the start has been a walk instead of a run, which I'm actually pretty grateful for because I've learned a lot. Um, in that short period of time. Yeah. So it's been nice to be able to do that. Um, so in the next five years, I hope for mortgage to pick up oh, um, and okay. be able to, you know, help more and um, build more of a customer base and continue in that role. Um, I do plan to graduate and earn my degree. Okay. Which will be nice. Would you get and a business degree? Yes. Okay. Bachelor's in business is what I'm going for. And um, honestly, I still would not be opposed to more opportunities at the bank. Oh, yeah. I do really love mortgage lending, but if something really, you know, opened up and spoke to me, I might go for it. You never know. I love, like I said, learning more. What I do really like about mortgage is that it is challenging. Every transaction is different. Every customer is different. I mean, and I kind of almost love to be faced with a challenge. <laughs> so when something goes yes. wrong, I'm like, ooh, problem solving. Yes, I, <laughs> I crave it as well, absolutely. Because sometimes the status quo is just so boring all the time. Yeah. Or if nothing ever goes wrong, I'm like, well, it's kind of boring. Yeah. I don't know. I could do something. I'd be it, in help. I have all these skills. Yeah, it stresses <laughs> you out, but it also is... Yes. Yeah, it's like rewarding when you're like, yes, I right, checking that it. box, <laughs> checking that off, checking off the list. Yeah, so, um, but who knows? I mean, maybe down the road, if something an opportunity presents itself, I could go for it. But otherwise, yeah, I, I really want to involve in mortgage and okay, build there. Sure. So, it's kind of my sure. my plan. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll do one more. I'll do another follow-up from that. Do you have any advice for first-time homebuyers? First-time homebuyers? Yeah. Come see me. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Love that promo. (laughs) 
I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Yeah, very <laughs> laughing but serious. Um, no, first time home buyers, it it's okay. It is really scary because yeah. some people really don't know what they're doing. So um, I know a lot of people get confused on it. Should I go to a realtor? Should I go to a class? Should I go to a mortgage lender? Right. Really, a mortgage lender is going to help you out with all of that. Okay. And, and honestly, a realtor will too. Yeah. So they people will send you in the right direction. But going to um, a financial institution and just even just talking about it mm-hmm. and finding out what um, what opportunities there are. You don't even have to get pre-qualified just to talk to somebody about it and set yourself up for your goals for home ownership. I yeah. mean, that's really all you have to do. So, and even if you want to start an application and see where you're at or, or see where you can be in six months or to a year. So, I think that's really important for first-time home buyers is to just talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, whatever you do, don't look on Zillow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the worst sometimes. People kind of go home shopping and not, mm. you know, they start looking into things that they can't afford. And it, oh, and it, sure. it kind of sucks when they come in yeah. and then they're like... Oh, I can't afford that home. Mm -hmm. No, you can't. Yeah. So um, that's probably the hardest part is kind of like bringing people back to reality. Yeah. Some uh, best practices. Yes. Yeah. Is that you may think you can, but on paper numbers, you can't. And it is hard. So um, first time homebuyers, I would highly advise to just talk to somebody, get advice, um, look into programs. Um, coming to the bank and just talking to me or somebody else, um, <laughs> you could, I mean, I would advise you on the programs that we provide for down payment assistance and, um, we offer quite a bit. So I would definitely advise you to go to a mortgage lender, me <laughs> <laughs> or somebody else, or even a realtor and just, just get advice on what to do and, yeah. and where to go from Start there. the conversation. Yes. Start the conversation. Even if you feel like you're not ready, if it's just something that you want in the future, um, they can definitely help you down the path to do so. Awesome. So yeah, that's great. Advice. Too, like, F, like kind of going off of what you said, like finding that person, like don't be afraid to ask questions. It's mm-hmm. coming from somebody who has, Bought a house at First National. No advertisement. Uh, <laughs> I definitely believe like finding the correct real, I mean not realtor, but the correct mortgage lender. It's really important to make sure that they have your best interest. Of course, any mortgage lender should, but making sure that you click with them too. Yeah, I definitely gotta say. And Jessica, Jessica's pretty relatable, if I gotta say so myself. Yes, <laughs> I um, like I said, I don't know everything, and and. You don't know everything. Yeah. So, um, but I'm definitely going to give you the best knowledge that I have, the best advice that I have. We also do credit coaching. So I'm going to use what I've got and I'm going to give it to you to help you. What's credit coaching? Credit coaching would be, um, so pulling someone's credit or sometimes if they're not comfortable pulling credit, maybe we can look at um, their credit report on a different advice like Credit Karma or State Capital One or something. Um, credit coaching would be advising them on what to do and how to get their score up or cool. um, how to help them with their credit, really. Yeah. So some people um, really do need credit coaching before um, homeownership, which is nice because, I mean, I'm like, hey, homeownership is definitely in your future. It just We just have to get there. You know, yeah. in three months, do this. Or in six months, we can do this. Or, you know, just take these small steps and we can get there. Absolutely. So I always like people to know that it's never a never a no. 
It's just, right. I mean, you just have to go. You have to build there. Yeah. So sometimes people are absolutely ready, and sometimes people, we don't know anything. And that's totally fine. Come to the experts. Ask questions, and we will we will help you. Excellent. Well, that's, that's super encouraging, absolutely. Yeah. I know that's in my near future I'm planning. <laughs> what the plan? What is the plan? So I might take you up on that. I think it's a, it's a lot of people's goals to own oh, home. Absolutely. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. The economy has been it's been sad. Mm-hmm. Interest rates have been a little high, but yep. it's okay. We will come back from it. And don't be scared of interest rates. That's why they invented refinancing. So Sure. I know interest rates can be um, a little high and it is scary to people, but they you know we don't know what they're gonna do. Sure. So don't hold out on your financial goal just because of that. Yeah, that's some good myth busting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Refinance is a thing. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> awesome. Any uh, closing thoughts or any advice to uh, the rising professionals listening to this podcast? Um, join rising professionals. It actually has been one of um, the greatest things I've done. I've met a lot of great people. A lot of great events, um, and I'm happy that I started there with my networking in Beloit. Yeah, I actually look really look forward to the Rising Professional events. So, I also love um, their week. I think they do it in like the summer. RP the, week. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's it's actually really fun, and um, I've done a lot. I've done like speed networking, and yeah, it, I've met a lot of great people, and I still have connections with those people, and it's it's been a lot of it's been. A, Good joy ride. Awesome. So with my first, uh, you know, year of lending and meeting new people, it's it's been awesome. Yeah. Alex, you good? Yeah. Any closing thoughts? No closing <laughs> thoughts. She's hit on everything, honestly. Cool. All right. We'll go to the end then. Um, thank you so much, Jessica, for being on the podcast of Beyond the Resume. We appreciate you having you on here. And um, Beyond the Resume is hosted by Andrew Lauder and Alexandria Richards with editing by Andrew Lauder. The show is produced by the Boyd Rice Professionals Marketing Committee. The Boyd Rice Professionals are a program of the Greater Boyd Chamber of Commerce. New episodes are available bi-weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other streaming platforms. Visit rpboyd.com slash beyond the resume to learn more.